I'm Ben Silverio. I'm Aaron Klein. And I'm Ansel Birch, your host in post. And it's time to party. We are not doctors and we don't give medical advice. Please drink responsibly. This episode was recorded on February 27th, 2021. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to Time to Party. What up, party people? We have a really special episode of Time to Party today, because in addition to both Ben and myself, we have another host for this episode. An actual host. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Just a quick sidebar that Ben and I are 100% sidekicks, and we have a real host with us today. We found an adult. <laughs> we did it, you guys. So please welcome to the podcast, Stella Cheeks. Woo! Yay. I feel like people who listen to our podcast were like, oh, I know that horrible laugh. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Crossover is, I love a crossover. Speaking of crossovers, um, yeah, this is a fun thing we thought we'd do this month since we're talking about uh, subject matter that Erin covers on her other podcast, or one of her other podcasts. <laughs> yeah, one of my other podcasts. You know, the Erin Klein <laughs> Podcasting Empire. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, Stella and I host a show called X-Treks Together, where I teach her about the X-Files, and she teaches me about Star Trek, the original series. We had to clear with Stella what movie we could watch for this podcast, because we have stuff that we're watching for <laughs> X-Treks, so we had to, like, meet in the middle on this one a little. No whales allowed. Well, look, you're just not... You're not allowed to watch the whales without me. Like, part of the conceit of X-Treks is that we are sitting together and experiencing it together, and I was like, there's no way you're watching the whales without me. How fucking dare yeah. you? <laughs> Voyage Home is sacred and should be treated yeah. as such. Uh, <laughs> So sorry if I ruined your podcast plans, but thanks for still letting Absolutely. me come on. <laughs> and so Stella is joining us today to talk about the Star Trek movie Generations. I believe this is yeah. seven, right? It's seven. Okay. Yep. This is the second Star Trek movie of the non-J.J. Abrams ones that I've ever seen. So this was a experience for me. <laughs> because you've seen Star Trek 2009 and First Contact? I've seen Star Trek 2009, Into Darkness, uh... And then First Contact, which I watched with you and your soon-to-be ex-boyfriend at the time. So I remember fucking nothing about it, except that it was very awkward. (laughs) Yeah, like, he made me watch a TNG movie when there was, like, a lot of TOS movies available. It was clear that relationship was due the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I like First Contact a lot. But still, like, how dare you? Undiscovered Country's right there. The whales! The whales are right there the whole time! Ridiculous. One of my favorite Stella Anyways. Cheeks gimmicks is that she hates Next Gen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate it. I just re- rather watch almost every other Star Trek before I watch Next Generation. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Let's start this drinking smoking game. Ben, what's your first rule? Yes. Okay. So to start, I had trouble settling on rules. Like I had a bunch that were like, okay, these are good possibilities, but do these happen enough that it's going to be fun? So, I mean, I don't have a ton of rules for this movie, mostly because I was trying to pay attention to all the little minute details that keep happening in the plot There's a lot. that I had to recall back from the show. Like it's a lot, it's a whole thing. I'm probably going to talk about it in the next episode, but my uh, first rule is similar to a rule that we had in Palm Springs. Um, my first rule is take a shot for Whoopi Goldberg. Out of respect, whenever just you forever, want. just whenever. Heck yeah! Hell yes. yeah. <laughs> respect to Whoopi Goldberg. Put respect on Whoopi's name. Guinan is Guinan is my favorite Whoopi Goldberg role. Not just because I love Star Trek, but she 
she really, really brings a lot of like gravitas to the mm-hmm. show and like grounds the mm-hmm. show and really like grounds this yes. movie. Like this movie, Guinan is, I'm jumping ahead maybe, but Guinan is the fix it of this movie because they wanted to, this movie was meant to bridge the gap between TOS and TNG because this is the first TNG movie technically. And at first they were like, well, what if we do like both enterprises somehow, MacGuffin, whatever, both enterprises exist in the same timeline and they're trying to solve a problem together and it's like a battle of the wills, like which enterprise is better. But they couldn't figure out a way for for them to do that without one of the crews seeming like dicks because you can't be like which one's better when you don't want to declare one better right so they're like well guys but screw you yeah but fuck you and so they were like well fuck that's not gonna work but we we want something where we have this crossover and then um i don't i don't know if it was berman or somebody else but somebody was like well what if we use guinan guinan's whole fucking past is a mystery we can bridge that like we we know that she escaped the borg we don't know tons about her like we use her in the show all the time as like a MacGuffin. like we don't know what's happening Let's just go to Guinan and see what she has to say about it. Um, I actually Yo, you're super old. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Got anything for this? You're super old. And like, it makes sense. Like she is somebody that as an entity in the Star Trek universe has existed in both timelines and she's there. So like, let's use the use them. She's the tie that binds the two together. And that is fucking great. Yes. So yeah, of course, take a shot for Guinan. <laughs> Guinan fucks. Just whatever. One of... Yes, uh, whenever you want. Like, one of my feel-good go-to things is Sister Act, for some reason. Hell yeah. Like, I like... No, not for some reason. That movie rules. Well, Sister Act and Sister Act 2, like, both of them, like, I'll go to either (laughs) one. Like, putting on that that finale uh, where they sing Joyful Joyful... When they take off all the robes and like break it down, oh my god! I just love it. It makes it's making me happy right now <laughs> thinking about it. Like Whoopi Goldberg is the shit, and she brings happiness. It makes me sad that um, the London production of Sister Act is no longer getting Whoopi Goldberg reprising that role uh, on the West End because of COVID. No. Like that would have been so joyful, you know? That would have been a, a fun thing for her and for the fans. And people who have never seen Sister Act because Whoopi Goldberg is a powerhouse and deserves your respect, just like J.K. Simmons. <laughs> powerhouse deserves your respect. That's true. My first one is also about Whoopi, so I'll do mine right now. Yes. Uh, an unusual one for me, a sh- take a shot rule. Take a shot every time Whoopi is in a new outfit. It only happens twice. Yeah. <laughs> Stella, what's your first rule? All right. I have a lot of rules. I also (laughs) have a lot of rules. Um, I do the same thing. Okay, good. I'm glad. My first one is just in the like TOS era, but it's uh, drink every time Kirk realizes that the Enterprise doesn't have proper staff or equipment during a crisis. He's like, okay, sell the the use the tractor beam, and they're like, yeah, we don't actually have a tractor beam. Where are your nurses? We don't have a medical staff on this. Um, Okay, use your photon torpedoes. Oh, let me guess, Tuesday. Cool. Oh, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> That'll get you uh, off to a good start. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's a good way to keep because it's only like it is. It happens a lot in a short period of time, but it doesn't happen throughout the movie. So it's just a quick like, come on, like get your mm-hmm. engines going. It's a good Kickstarter. <laughs> and also, one of my perpetual favorite things about Captain Kirk is that he fundamentally hates almost every other Starfleet captain. So it's a good moment of like. <sighs> 
fucking idiots. I hate. Why do I always have to fix uh, things? I mean, Cameron from Ferris Bueller isn't a great captain. Uh, so. That's true. I was shocked when I saw him. <laughs> According to my husband, uh, here's a fun fact. Uh, my husband dated Alan Ruck's niece. Really? Apparently. <laughs> watching this movie and nick goes i dated his niece nice it's like what? okay what? <laughs> like, yep. that's wild they went to college Bizarre. together I, I saw alan huh. ruck uh as max bialystok in the producers in Ooh. my hometown it was oh i buy that me too he was super he was good really good i did we go together no we i went with my family we i mean we both went to the wharton center because that was the where we both lived we're from the same town but yeah i saw that and i saw him in that and he i think was originally cast as the character that matthew broderick plays but he understudied max bialystok and so when the uh, when the max was not there he like went into that role and then his understudy got to play his part too he was excellent it was a interesting he was That's a awesome. very very good max even though i think he would have been really good in the other part too anyway he rules i was excited to see him. i saw him as leo bloom leo bloom yes yeah, yeah. i leo saw him bloom, as leo yeah. bloom he was really good ah yeah it was uh man uh i i want to see a uh version of the producers where it's just alan ruck in both parts yes like... <laughs> super cut we have the Absolutely. technology <laughs> He may not be a great Starfleet captain, but I'm into Yeah, I agree. This, it's not a strong super. He knew to give power back to Kirk, though. He was like, I'm panicking. I Please yeah. do this. And Kirk was like, you want me to take over? Absolutely. I'm here to do it. Let's go. Kirk okay. was waiting the whole time. <laughs> who, who put that guy on the flagship? That's what I want to know. For real? <laughs> Maiden Voyage of the flagship? You picked this guy? Because Starfleet is actually run by a bunch of idiots. That is also a theme in Star Trek, is that Starfleet is actually run by a fucking bunch of idiots, and it's the couple captains like Janeway and Kirk and Picard and Cisco who hold the whole thing together. <laughs> Every time we meet another captain, it's rarely a good experience. Yeah. And the admirals are even worse. Oh, well, and yeah, like most of the TOS movies... And even the, like, Kelvin Universe movies are about, like, how Starfleet is inept and you need Captain Kirk to come save you. <laughs> like, that... That's just a theme. I wonder if you had a series about a different captain also doing it. If, like, is there a, is there a timeline where, like, the Enterprise got smashed into something and a different captain had to go change all of history so that the Enterprise didn't smash into a planet or whatever? Like how many t how many variations of all of this are mosaic throughout the entirety of the Star Star Trek universe? I mean, TOS just casually invents time travel in like the fourth episode, so like it's been happening since the beginning. So <laughs> wild, wild. Yup. All right, we're reeling it back in, reeling it back in. I'm doing the host yes. thing now. How did I wind up at the host? It's because I've go. never seen fucking any <laughs> Star Trek, so I'm like, I don't have a tangent. I'm ready to pull it back in, everybody. <laughs> ben, you what go. is your next Good rule? You. <laughs> My next rule um, is lame compared to that one. Um, uh, but it happens consistently. Uh, drink every time someone says captain. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I have I have a, a I have a rule that's similar to that but won't kill you. I said drink every time Kirk and Picard call each other captain. Oh, oh I like that. That's a good one. Because it's also cute. That's, so cute. <laughs> that's a good because, and that's a good package with your other one because there's a lot in the beginning mm -hmm. and then a lot towards mm -hmm. the end. Well, and it also like goes off the idea of like Kirk hates almost every other captain and there's something about Picard that he like because Kirk has a good read on people and there's something about Picard that he's like, all right. 
Mm -hmm. I vibe with you. You. Yeah. I'll follow you. You're the captain of the <laughs> You're Enterprise. You're captain. Not I that can respect. Chucklehead. I was with. <laughs> yeah, I'll call you captain. That's cool. So, what's our next drinking rule or smoking rule? I think it's me. Take a drink every time there's hand-to-hand -hand combat. Also, something that happens kind of sporadically, but like there's a decent amount of it throughout this. I mostly did drinking rules. I got to the mm -hmm. end of the movie and realized I hadn't written down a single rule. So I had to go back and be like, oh, shit, I have to like, <laughs> what happened in this movie? I'll take some notes on this. So this is a... Right? It's hard <laughs> because you're like engulfed in everything that's going on. Like you're trying to keep it all together. Yeah, I was really infested. Yeah, exactly. And so by... The Star Trek pacing is strong. I literally didn't write a single rule until Kirk died at the end. I was like, oh, shit, I got to write stuff down. Spoiler. Baby. <laughs> um, I have a similar uh, drink rule but it's specifically drink every time there's an old man fight yes <laughs> yes <laughs> oh that's good <laughs> there's so many good old man fights in this mm, i love old man fights there so many are. good old man fights oh, love it i think i wrote that down are we including <laughs> verbal fights i guess you can do verbal fights but i was just thinking more like malcolm mcdowell and like Patrick Stewart punching each other in the face. Yep. <laughs> also, like, shout out to Picard because he really levels up for the next film. He kind of gets his ass kicked in this movie, and then he was like, no more, I'm hitting the gym. Because he, he, like, kicks ass physically in First Contact, but in this one, he was like, eh, I don't know, I just got punched on my bridge. <laughs> I enjoy that Picard occasionally is a goddamn commando. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you remember that commando episode like, with him and, uh, and Crusher, where they're, like, in the full tactical suits, and they go in and, like, get stuck in a cave? Because that's definitely what that was supposed to be. Uh, but yeah, they... Yeah. That was supposed to be a romance moment mm -hmm. for and them. It, and it worked, but yeah, full-on commandos. Yeah, it did. It's like, we don't see that a lot. <laughs> ben, what's your next rule? <laughs> this is actually my last <laughs> rule, because uh, everything was so hard to go back to. I don't know. I spent the majority of this movie, like, trying to straighten out what the fuck was happening. <laughs> like, wait, what's Sauron's plan? Like... I, oh, I, don't know. I just accepted I'm... everything. I was like, ah, it'll make sense later, I guess. <laughs> just let it all go. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, well, I thought it made sense. <laughs> this is why we had you on this exactly. episode, because this all makes yeah. sense to you. <laughs> um, he had to blow up some stars to move the gravitation gravitational pull of the Nexus so that it would jump onto the planet because you can't fly into the Nexus. And he didn't care about killing people because the Nexus was like his warm, happy, perfect place. And he was like, fuck everybody else. I want my blanket back. <laughs> <laughs> and they explained it in a scene with emotional stakes. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Ben, what's your drinking well, actually, rule? You know what? Now I have an additional one because I remember <laughs> the other like thing that I spent this movie doing was making uh, jokes about the Nexus, uh, the wrestling faction, because I was watching it with my roommate Warwick, and he loves the Nexus, so we just crap kept cracking Nexus jokes. So if you're a wrestling fan and watching this movie, take a drink every time you're making jokes about Wade Barrett, <laughs> Skip Sheffield, and Michael McGillicuddy. <laughs> Very specific crossover. Yeah, you know. Very specific. Hilarious. How about we just do a drink every time they say Nexus? I have one like They're, that. They actually don't, they don't say, say it, it that much. A lot, yeah. But it, it does come up. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's... it won't kill you. You would think that it would kill you, but they actually don't, because they also call it the ripple. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Or the ribbon. Yeah, the ribbon. The ribbon, yeah. Yeah, the ribbon. That's the one ripple. of mine. Whatever. Ripple in space and time. <laughs> That was one of mine. Take a hit every time you see the time ribbon. Because it happens 
a pretty decent amount. I wouldn't want to do it as like a drinking yeah. rule, but as a smoking rule, I think it works okay. And at the end, you're like, ooh, I'm blazed for this old man battled to the death. <laughs> with no music, which I love. I, I love a fight with no I music. I love that the music in this is so good, and then there's just no music for this old man battle. You just get to watch them punch each other with <laughs> no overscore. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Stella, what's your next rule? Throw yourself off a bit bridge when you see Data smile. That's <laughs> what I wrote. <laughs> um, but I guess a real one that goes with that is drink every time Data has an, an inappropriate emotional response. Oh, <laughs> and that also is up to you to gauge what you think is an inappropriate emotional response. All of them. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. hate seeing It's like, ugh. And also, like, I mean, I don't like Brett Spiner, but, like, kudos to him. He does a good job as Data that he makes the emotions feel uncomfortable for the the person watching it too like the way he smiles and laughs is like very upsetting and like that is a good like creepy yeah that's a good actor choice um because it makes it it is really uncomfortable and you can see the people around him too being like what (laughs) is happening um so yeah Technically, I wrote throw yourself off a bridge when you see Data smile, but you can actually drink every time Data has an inappropriate right, emotional response. <laughs> You're good at this. Yeah. This is. Uh... <laughs> Am I getting replaced Thanks. on this podcast? <laughs> Still, and I already do too many podcasts together. We can't do three. We will throw each other off a bridge. Yeah, I only also yeah. want to talk about Star Trek. So. <laughs> All right. Uh... Jokes on you. It's just a Star Trek right, podcast now. We're now. Just talking about Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> all right so this is actually okay. my last one that i didn't just make up on the spot <laughs> drink every time someone says or every time you see the word enterprise oh oh okay wow. That's yeah a- it, it happens a, a lot at the beginning you know but um you know i figured <laughs> get uh get get you on a get good rolling. start right exactly know? we got lots of front heavy rules for this one because then you can just yes. sit back and relax <laughs> And you can crack all the Nexus jokes you want exactly. after that. Remember, this is a choose-your-own-adventure game. Yeah. Don't do all of Good them. Good lord, don't do all right. of them. <laughs> Please don't, don't no, do them. Just pick the ones that you like and you think will be fun. In fact, if you're playing in a room yes. with lots of people, which you shouldn't be doing during quarantine, but hopefully by the time this comes out, you'll be out of quarantine and or vaccinated. Just popping in from August of 2021 to say womp womp. Everyone should pick different rules. That's the best way to play it as a group is that individually people start to get excited about like, ooh, that's my rule. Ooh, that's my rule. And then people will like uh, companion drink. Even oh, when like it's not your lot. when it's not your rule, you'll still drink with other people because yeah. you're like, ooh, you're so excited about this that I'll also take a drink for this. So it's a, I think that that's the best way to do it when you have a group of like more than three people, basically. That way everyone's kind of at their own pace and you're looking for what you're interested in. Also applies to smoking, but like, you know, just smoke whenever. It's fine. <laughs> just smoke whenever. You know, cool, cool casual. casual. Stella, what's your next rule? Drink every time Soren looks at his fancy little watch. <laughs> <laughs> I like a pocket watch, okay? <laughs> That's a good one. The metaphor of the movie. <laughs> time. It's happening. Uh, take a hit every time the plot gets unexpectedly dark. It happens so many times that I didn't feel comfortable making it a drinking so many rule. Times. <laughs> So many times. <laughs> Dawn is very dark several times, so to take a hit and make yourself feel a little lighter. Stella, what's your next rule? Finish your drink when Riker's dramatic ass says, fire. 
because it's such a good shot too because you see Worf being like we're ready and then it's like a zoom in of Jonathan Frakes' face and he like turns and is like fire and it's a really really good one so that's a that's finish your dream do you think Frakes ran over to the camera and was like look this is how you're gonna shoot this shot don't don't argue with me yeah 100% <laughs> Jonathan Frakes directed a lot yeah. of that stuff uh, so yeah I definitely I didn't know that I also have a finish your drink rule. Finish your drink when there's an explosion. There's only two big ones, so, you know, sorry if it happens at the beginning to you, but <laughs> also you're welcome. R.I.P. Uh, Duras sisters. Do you have another one, Stella? Um, I wrote, pour one out for Spock every time Kirk says Antonia. <laughs> I have questions about Antonia, but we'll get into that in the second episode. <laughs> okay, I have answers about it. Um, do you have any more? I have uh, one more. Yes, I have two more. So... Take a shot when the Enterprise separates just because it looks really fucking cool when that happens. So treat yourself with a shot. They love they a saucer separation. They finally got a new saucer separation uh, visualization. It was really cool. Having never seen Fu- this or seen that version of the Enterprise, really, I was like, this is really cool. This is clearly it's for dope. people like me, too, who are like, I kind of am interested in Star Trek, but I don't know a lot. I watched this movie and like, oh, this is dope. It was really cool. I, I really, really enjoyed good. it. So I, I think in a lot of ways that was them coming back to early TNG where they, they did a saucer separation with some frequency. It wasn't like the all pilot. the damn time. But yeah, it happened in the pilot. But then they reused the same model footage of the saucer separation six or seven times, I feel. Like it was a bunch. It was like, well, better do a saucer separation. It was the same sequence. <laughs> it's like in Power Rangers when uh, they turn into a Megazord. Exactly. It's like the same sequence every time. Yep. Star Trek Beyond, um, which is part of the Kelvin timeline, um, has a fantastic saucer separation scene, and like that, and it actually like moves the plot along. Mm-hmm. And it's really great. Um, See, so yeah, I like part of the yeah. Kelvin timeline, but <laughs> the third one is the best because it was written by Simon Pegg, who like actually gives a shit about Star Trek. I didn't know that right. he wrote the third one. Mm-hmm. He wrote the third one, and you can tell that somebody who actually watched Star Trek wrote the movie. Yep. All right. What's your last rule, Stella? Finish your drink when he says, call me Jim. That was so good. <laughs> yeah, it's so uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was I, was, I was very pleased with that. That was really nice. And it's a good build for, like, if you drink every time Kirk and Picard call each other captain, and then, like, mm-hmm. a finish your drink on Call Me Jim, that's, like, a nice build. Because you probably don't have a lot left <laughs> in that drink. That's a really good one. I like that one a lot. All right, I have one final rule. My last one is start a blunt each time Kirk dies. Just going to leave that as an open-ended one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's it for episode one. That's it. God knows we've already started doing episode two inside of episode one. Plenty of episode four as well. So let's sign this one out. (laughs) Don't worry. I have lots more facts. (laughs) Fantastic. Oh, yes. All right. (laughs) All right. That was our first episode of Star Trek Generations. We hope you enjoyed that drinking and smoking game. Please don't do all of the rules. You'll die. We don't want that. Again, as Ansel says at the beginning, we are not doctors. We do not give medical advice. No, no. (laughs) Do not do all of these. But we hope you enjoyed what all wound up in this episode. God knows some of it's going to be in another episode. You're welcome, everybody. Thank you, Stella, for (laughs) joining us for this drinking and smoking game. You can find all of us on the internet. You can find me on Instagram at NYDUrgency. On Instagram and Twitter, I'm at BSilverio20. I'm on Twitter at Stella underscore Cheeks. I am at Indecisionist on Twitter and at the Indecisionist on Instagram. 
Special thanks to Marlon Longit of Marlon and the Shakes for our amazing theme song and to April Moralba for our podcast art. This has been an Indecisionist production. And you can all join the conversation by using the hashtag Time2Party. That's Time, the number two, party. So until next time, party people, be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! Air guitar! In space. space! Oh, so it's just this, but you can't hear it. Right, yeah, it's just us. Right, you can't hear it. That's kind of like what happens to the people listening to this podcast who can't actually see us doing this. Yeah, pretty much. Congratulations, everyone. You're in space. <laughs>